0: Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I'm so excited to be here with our next guest. Her current role is the Manager of Partnerships Fulfillment for the Orange Bowl Committee, where she has worked her way up from assistantship to coordinator to now manager she also has experience in baseball where she interned with the Miami Marlins in corporate partnerships outside of partnerships our guest has a background in synchronized skating and personal training really cool stuff Ashley <laughs> welcome Ashley Fosetti
1: thank you so much I'm really glad to be here uh, this is super exciting and you know I know I've spoken to you about how impressed I am with this whole initiative that you've started and I am so passionate about this as well in this topic. And um, I'm just so happy that you asked me to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy you came on. I can't wait to um, hear your perspectives on the industry and just everything that you've learned. Um, it's gonna be a great episode. So thank you for coming oh, up. absolutely, absolutely. Um, but like I said, really cool stuff. Um, I can't wait to get to know you more. And why don't you just start off by telling us about your current role as um, manager of partnerships fulfillment for the Orange Bowl Committee and what that kind of entails?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I uh, on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, I feel like my role always kind of speaks for itself. So when I say this, you're gonna be like, well, that's literally what your title is. (laughs) But, um, so I handle all of the fulfillment for any sponsor contract, um, here at the orange world committee. So, um, from fulfilling all the benefits and deliverables, um, that are contracted, whether it's activation and then also hospitality. Um, but because we are such a small organization, my role, entails a lot more than that as well, Um, you know, handling the department budget in terms of planning our sponsor trips and sponsor entertainment events and appreciation events. Um, So, you know, it encumbers that as well. Uh, So, but it's really exciting. Nothing is ever the same. Every day is different. You never know what's going to pop up, which is always exciting. Um, So, yeah, no, that's, you know, Pretty much sums up a big, broad, general. Uh, yeah, that's that level.
0: sounds fun, but also like you said, not, no day is ever the same. I think that's good to have in a job because if you're in the job in a job where every day is the same exact thing, it might get boring. So that's fun that it switches up. Yes,
1: no, absolutely, it's definitely a challenge. Um, you know, and it's it keeps me on my toes. Let's be honest. So um, <laughs> it's 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 awesome. I really do enjoy it. And, um, you know, I think that that's one thing that really draws me in and is that challenge and um, the fact that it does always keep me on my toes and um, you never know what to expect.
0: Yeah, it's always good to be challenged in your job. I think that's what makes it exciting. Um, And as I said in the beginning, you started with the assistantship program with the Orange Bowl committee and then you know, you worked your way up, which is so awesome. And I love to see that within a company. It's great to see that you can grow within the organization. But I'd really just love to know how you did that personally. Is it something that just worked out? Um, Was it using your connections within the organization or outside of the organization, just working hard, you know, a combination of all of those things? What really was the key?
1: You know, I think it's it's a combination of, you know, multiple things. Uh, for me, I am very, very much still a perfectionist, and it's always how I've been, whether it was with skating, uh, job, school, um, et cetera. But for me, I have very high expectations of myself. And I feel like, you know, for me, I always felt like I was being challenged here, whether it was in the assistantship position or my coordinator position or manager position. And, you know, I set goals for myself, and I didn't want to... Um, you know, continue kind of moving up the ladder if I didn't feel I was personally or professionally developed or ready enough, Um, because I feel like that is is super important. When you feel like you can start mastering, um, you know, certain tasks and roles uh, with your day-to-day job, then that's when I feel like it's kind of like, okay, well, I can kind of move up and take it to even to the next level. And, you know, here, I feel like even if I did start to master something or become really familiar with you know a project or task that I you know work on, there was always something new that I could challenge myself further with with that task. Whether it was diving in deeper to get a better understanding of the background and why it happens and what it all impacts, you know. So um, you know, I just constantly felt like there was that level of you know difficulty or challenge that just kept increasing over time for each and every task that I do, um, and so that was always a drive and kind of a motive, motivating factor for me as well. Um, but really, I mean, I try to soak in all of my experiences. And I know I kind of touched on that um, during the, the feature of the week that I did. But I yeah. think that's so important. in you know, being able to learn from those experiences, I think is one of the most important pieces of a learning experience and development that you can possibly take advantage of. Um, and never seeing it as, you know, a negative, like whether it's feedback or you know positive criticism you never see it as a negative thing it's always going to impact your growth positively right so I think that that's probably the biggest thing and um, you know I think that you know one thing that my supervisor is always um, kind of he he mimics it a lot says it you know a ton and it's all like kind of trickled down to me as well and so now I kind of like you know tell everybody as well you just take advantage of your time in any position because you never know the connections you're going to make and I feel like that was huge for me during my assistantship and um like I still talk to those people today um the people that were kind of in my seasonal uh, staff class per se yeah. um and you know they're all moving on to do different things and whatnot and just staying in touch with those people because you never know well where they'll end up and where you want to end up you know could change um and your past could kind of collide you know later so um but yeah no I think that that's um it's just a, it's a combination of a lot of things. And, um, you know, it can really happen for anybody, but you just have to, to want it and to want to grasp those experiences, those connections and, um, you know, everything that you learn day to day uh, to keep moving forward. So.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think wanting all of that and having a passion for all of that stuff is so important because you can make all these connections and you know, take advice from all the people you're working with, but if you don't actually want to hear it and want to be a part of it, then it's not going to do you any good. And I like how you touched on um, not taking anything too seriously and like taking constructive criticism as a good thing, because I think that's so important to learn and to grow within an organization or anywhere in the industry in general, It's just to take that advice that you're getting from your peers, the people who work above you, around you, and just take that as a good thing and that absolutely. i think you sh- you know should be excited about learning from each other
1: no absolutely and i think that that's you know it's huge because it doesn't matter what your role is you could be manager you could be an intern you can be a ceo um but in my opinion you can never know enough you know i learn from our interns all the time like i am constantly they're coming up with amazing ideas and um that's one thing i you know challenge them to do and because that's how you get the most out of experience. But then, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm literally learning everything, you know, from them as well. So um doesn't matter what your role is, is just kind of soaking in all those experiences and being open minded to be able to to learn and um, you know, pick up positive things off of, of different peers and coworkers and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I love that that you said you learn from the interns because mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to a woman about her role models on here and she actually said She looked up to like a college basketball player, and that the college basketball player was younger than her. But you can still have role models that are, you know, younger than you, and still be able to learn from them. So that's awesome. Absolutely, you know, like I said, I
1: learned different things, new things all the time, and um, I think that that's really, really cool because in in that case, you know, I'm also still building my professional development. It doesn't matter, um, you know, who you're learning these experiences from or. Um, or anything, but you know, it's. I think that's one of the coolest parts about my job as well.
0: Yeah, so. for sure, hundred percent. Um, so you went to college in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where you currently are now with the Orange Bowl as well. Actually, so
1: this confuses everybody. But okay. I went. To oh god, did I get
0: this wrong? <laughs>
1: Miami University, which is often confused with University of Miami. So I went to Miami of Ohio, which. Don't worry, everyone, everyone mixes that up. It's funny, because when I like back at home, I'm from North Carolina. And, um, you know, I told people I was going to Miami, Ohio, and I always would specifically say Miami, Ohio, and they'd be like, oh, Miami, Florida. And I was like, <laughs> well, no, but and then they would look disappointed and confused. And I was like, no, it's, it's in Ohio. It's, you know, a university there. And, you know, the name behind it is it was back in like 1809 and like all this other stuff. So it was actually before Miami was actually city. Oh my city. gosh! Yes. But, um, so, but then I actually ended up in Miami, Florida, and so now people are just really confused. So I just started going along with it for a while and be like,
0: yep, I was in Miami, Florida, this entire time. <laughs> wow, you're confusing <laughs> people. I know. Now you're in I Miami know. and you're working in Miami. So I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's so
1: crazy. So trying to explain that, you know, for a while, I would oh you know, even before I got to Miami, Florida, I would tell people and they'd just be so confused. I'm like, yep i'm just in miami
0: florida i would just start like going just with going it. with it yes. all right so so you were in ohio then how did you end up i want to ask you how did you end up getting um internships and jobs in miami and tell me about that because yeah. that's something i think a lot of people worry about too is um being in a different state and wanting to work in a different area maybe tell me about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So,
0: you know, this is something that I am always
1: super realistic and honest with people about, because I don't want to, like people need to know that they're not alone in terms of like, especially post-college, you know, that is one of the toughest times of your life. It was one of the toughest times of my life, you know, just having your entire life planned out for you up to that point, you know, and then just kind of being thrown into the adult world and being like, what do I do now? You know, it's scary and it's not easy. And, um, you know, finding a job after it's a lot of hard work, It's a lot of effort, it's a lot of prepping your resume, changing it based off feedback you're getting, a lot of interviews, a lot of people telling you no, right? And it's one of those things where it can be very discouraging. Um, But one thing, one piece of advice I have for everyone is do not give up because it will eventually happen. And um, the way I just kind of looked at it was, you know, the right opportunity just was not there at that moment. And then finally I got to that point, you know? So um, I'm glad that those other ones didn't work out and it was for a reason, but just that's my biggest piece of advice is try not to get discouraged. I know it's hard, but um, you know, it will happen if it's supposed to. And into the industry for me you know we were talking earlier about connections and I will tell you I you mentioned that I also personal trained um, I graduated from Miami Ohio with a kinesiology degree and oh, cool. I went through it during college trying to figure out changing my major several times trying to figure out what I really want to do um, and I ended up Uh, with an area of focus in sports studies specifically. And then I received a minor in sports leadership and management, which was also known as our SLAM program. Um, They started during my junior year um, there. And so I utilized my kinesiology degree when I uh, graduated. I was a personal trainer for about a year and a half. Um, And I enjoyed it. I just felt like my schedule was all over the place. Um, I would have clients one day at like 5 a.m. and then the next day till 10 p.m. and it like didn't matter it wasn't consistent for me um and then I also just felt like I didn't want to live in the gym for the rest of my life (laughs) so um it's a lot yeah it it was and I just needed something a little bit more structured and I don't feel like I was super passionate about it um Mm -hmm. so I was like well I love sports I've, it's always been a part of my life. Why not try and make it a part of my life now? I love the, you know, sports management classes I was taking, um, in college. Why don't I try and kind of dive back into that? And so I was like, okay, let me, let me start looking for jobs. Let me see what I can do. And then I started u- utilizing those connections that I was talking about before. And one of my best guy friends, um, from college, he, uh, I remember sitting with him in our, the kinesiology building one day and he uh, we were sitting at the same table and he was like, yeah, I just got back uh, from a flight in Miami. I just interviewed for the Miami Dolphins for a ticket sales position. Wow. And he was like, I actually got the job. And I was like, oh my God, like it all hit for me. I was like, we're about to be real adults. <laughs> like it's happening. It's happening. And so um, anyway, so he uh, moved down here right after college and I stayed in touch with him and I, you know, texted him one day and I was like, Hey, like I think I really want to get into sports. Like, do you know of anyone that's looking, I don't care if it's the Miami Dolphins. I don't care if it's internship paid, unpaid. Um, you know, I knew it would be hard financially. That's another thing that is, you know, super difficult, but um, you know, I just wanted to, this is the rest of my career I was talking about. So I was like willing to do anything to kind of establish that first step into mm-hmm. the industry. And,
0: and it's it was an like, investment you know, in yourself.
1: It is. it is, it is, it is. And it's risky and it's, it's scary, but um, you know, he basically was like, I don't know anything right now. Let me do some checking around the Miami dolphins. And then he was like, I have some connections to other places or I've met people, at other places. Let me get back to you. And when people say that, let's be honest, like it's, it's difficult to, it's tricky. You're like, oh, I probably won't ever
0: hear back from you. You're right? like, okay. Never again.
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, this guy, he's, he's amazing. He really is. And he hit me up about two days later and was like, I have a friend at the orange bowl and she's looking for an assistantship position, which is like our paid seasonal position here. Um, and I was like, well, great, like put me in touch with her. I'll send you my resume, just if you could, like I'll send you my email, you know, whatever you need to put me in touch with her. And so he connected us and we like hit it off right away in terms of just the, com- uh, the conversation and what she was looking for, what I was looking for and I happened to be in partnerships and um, so, We got off the phone she called me back about 10 minutes later she's like i just spoke to my supervisor and we'd love to bring you on board awesome so you know it's really it was a it was a big connection piece for me and a big i'd say just having that drive and that continued like persistence um you know with getting in the industry like doesn't matter how you get there it's just it's having that that persistence and that ability to never like get discouraged you know Mm -hmm. and Um, so yeah, I'm so big on connections, especially after that. Um, Yeah.
0: And that seems like a genuine connection, like not just someone who you're putting up just to get a job. Like it was just somebody who... It happened to work out in that way, and yeah. that you were close with, and then it just all of a sudden happened where you looked at his, you know, accomplishment and you were like, Wow, I want to do that!
1: Yeah, yeah, so that's awesome. And
0: I thank him every day. I'm like,
1: Still, every single time, I'm like, Oh my god, you're like the reason <laughs> I'm here. I tell people about it all the time, and um, you know, we're still really good friends. and. Um, we see each other quite a bit, you know, of course he's still in Miami as well, so, um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I got my foot in the door with sports, and um, from there, um, I know you mentioned my, my role at the Miami Marlins, um, yeah. but my assistantship position with the Orange Bowl was seasonal, so it was about six months, and I was so sad because I started in August, and it, I think, ended at the end of like January, or beginning of February of the next year. Mm-hmm. And I was super sad because I really enjoyed my experience. And, you know, that was another tough time that I was going to have to go back to kind of interviewing. And, um, you know, I had just been in Miami for about six months. And I was like, I really like it here. I kind of would like to stay a little bit longer. And um, that's when I started, you know, applying for jobs again, interviewing. And the Marlins had, um, they have a year-long internship program that they do. Um, And so I was able to uh, get an internship with them in the partnerships department. Um, And then um, my Supervisor at the Orange Bowl called me about three or four months later, and the um, girl that was originally in my position that hired me for my assistantship, she had gotten a job with ESPN, and so she kind of moved on. And my boss called me, or my boss at the Orange Bowl had called me, and was like, "Do you want to interview for the position?" I was like, "Of course." Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's another thing. It goes back to just kind of leaving your mark when you're in any of these positions, whether it's an internship or an assistantship, because the the mark that you leave that will be the first person that they'll call when a position opens up, you know, and, um, I think that that was, it was very lucky and fortunate for me that the timing kind of worked out, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my boss always tells me, he's like, you were the first person that I I thought of. So it's like, if you, you know, really put in the effort day to day and, um, do the best that you can and really establish kind of leaving your mark, just anywhere that you you go, like I said, whether it's an internship or, you know, a full-time position, um, you know, that really impacts people and it's going to be the first thing that people think of when they're in need of like hiring again, or doesn't matter what position it is. So,
0: yeah. And you never know when you're going to need that next opportunity. You might be in a job that you love and then something might happen, you know, months down the road where you want to switch or, or something happens where you just need another opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it's great how things can fall together like that.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, yeah, so that was kind of like my, Uh, My adjustments and process and everything.
0: I loved hearing that. I think that will, a lot of people will be able to relate to that and hopefully that can help them. So let's Mm -hmm. go back to when you interned, you said with the Marlins, Mm -hmm. um, which was in partnerships as well. So what was the difference between um, partnerships with the Marlins in baseball compared to now with the Orange Bowl? And, um, you know, what's the comparison between those two, if any, you know, is there a change of pace in different sports? or different partners that you work with, that type of thing. Oh my gosh, there's
1: so many differences. So many. <laughs> and it's crazy because I am so thankful. Like I was not at the Marlins for very long, I, four or five months maybe. Um but during that four or five months I learned so much because it, it was so different than the Orange Bowl. You know, at the Orange Bowl, we're a very small organization. We have about 25 full-time staff. Um, we're a nonprofit. Um, And we have essentially, you know, one large nationally known event right and you know that is what mostly like I said we're nationally known for but locally we do like 98% of what we do is within the local community, and it is, you know a lot different than the Marlins in terms of, you know, that is a professional sports organization where there's like 200 plus employees, you know, and um, the departments are huge there. So within our department at the Orange Bowl, we have three full-time staff and partnerships versus at the Marlins, there's like 12 to 15 or, you know, a lot of people and everyone has their own task um, there. So my experience was super different um, just within the structures of the, the different organizations and then also not to mention 81 baseball games with the Marlins right and then um, at the Orange Bowl like I said we have our one you know very large scale event with all the ancillary like bowl week and um, events that we have in December but the rest of our events year-round are uh, community-based events and there's a lot you know people ask me all the time well, what do you do the rest of the like 364 days of the year and I'm like, I could go into a whole like yeah. deal on that, you know, but, um, but yeah, so I think those are the, you know, major differences in terms of like the structure of the, the different organizations. Um, but then, you know, diving deeper into the partnerships aspect of it. That's where I learned two totally different things because the assets that are sold at the Marlins are completely different than the assets and deliverables that we would sell here at the Um, At the Orange Bowl. And that's just because of, you know, again, the structure of the organization and um, what we do. Um, So for the Marlins, they were selling things like permanent signage and, you know, higher monetary valued um, assets because that's what they had, you know, available. You know, they have their own stadium. Um, where they're allowed to, um, you know, sell different areas of the stadium, whether it's like a club area or, um, you know, signage, or, you know, even just like a section. And um, so, you know, those assets, and then versus at the Orange Bowl, because our events are very community-based, we don't have, and we also don't have our own stadium. We play at Hard Rock Stadium. Mm -hmm. So we can't sell permanent signage and, you know, assets such as those. We, for our game, we sell um, like video board recognition, um commercial spots in game um on the video board and so it's basically like logo and branding that can be like digitally done um or in game promotion stuff like that since we right. don't have any permanent like signage assets to sell and then on the community side we're selling um you know lots of different things as well in terms of um more like activation setup and um distribution of like promo items and branding and logo recognition on different signage and digital pieces that we have. So the assets were just completely different, but I am so thankful for that experience at the Marlins because it provided something totally opposite um, of the partnerships experience that I had at the Orange Bowl. Um, And I did totally different tasks. Like I can't tell you like anything that really was the same, honestly, you know, I was really, I developed a great learning experience at the Marlins with Photoshop and different like hiring programs, you know, because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was putting together a lot of like proposals and, um, surrounding like different, those different assets that we don't sell at the orange bowl,
0: you know, a little more marketing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I became good with Photoshop over there, learned like a lot of different programs. Um, and then just saw a whole other side of partnerships that, you know, you know, the orange bowl experience in my assistantship, that was my first in the industry and, you know, within partnerships. And so for me, it was like, if that experience was like, that's what my world was. That's all I knew of partnerships, right? So right. I was like, oh, it just opened up this whole other world when I went to the Marlins and got to experience a whole other side. So it really, I feel like, I guess made me well-rounded in a way.
0: Yeah, uh, and I think that's great because a lot of people, you know, either you switch fields or you're in the same field. And that's why it's okay to switch fields and be in different right. fields. Because even if you're like you're, you were in partnerships with the Marlins and then you're in partnerships now, even though they were both partnerships, they're both very yep. different. So it's okay to like be in different fields because you're going to take things from each field, no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's how you learn what you really want to do, you know, and right. I tell um, our seasonal staff all the time. Like if there you have a little bit of downtime, I highly encourage them to go with other departments see if they need help with anything because you may say, hey, you know, honestly, after doing this, I don't really know that I like partnerships, but I really enjoyed working with marketing that those couple of times that I did, you know that's how you really narrow down what it is that you want to do. And so I think that that's, you know, super important as well. But I just learned so much at the Marlins, even in that four or five months, and it just opened up a whole nother, like I said, realm of like partnerships that I didn't see before that I was not aware of. Um, And so it just expanded my knowledge on all the things that kind of go into it and um, the different varieties of, you know, what that whole role and the whole like segment um, encumbers. So
0: Yeah. You mentioned um, working with different departments too. I think that's great when you're in an intern role, a seasonal role. I've, I've heard that from a lot of people to try to, if you have downtime to try to go to a different department, see what they're Mm -hmm. about and just maybe, you know, shadow somebody for a day. I think that's a great piece of advice. I'm glad you said that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I highly encourage that because, you know, once again, it's about making those connections and, you know, if something didn't open up in partnerships, if I had kind of helped with other departments and stuff, something opened up there, you never know, like you might be one of the first people that they would call as well. And um, like I said, not to mention it just as a personal and professional development experience. I think that that's um, a great way to kind of narrow down what it is you want to do.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. So do you have a favorite activation, maybe, or partnership that you've done with the Orange Bowl? Is there anything that comes to mind that you're like, oh, I love doing that, or that was a great event? Um, okay, so it's so interesting because I feel like I kind of have the best
1: of both worlds with like, I get to do, you know, our Orange Bowl game and all the activation and stuff there, but it's so different than what we do at like within the community. Yeah. Um, but I would say, like, we even, when I say we have a whole bunch of community events, like the, wide, like variety of types of events that we do. It's insane. Like it blows people people's mind. We have a food and wine event, which like a lot of people wouldn't know. Um, I think that one, that one's really fun because it's different. It's not necessarily geared towards sports, obviously. So that's the, the one event that actually isn't um, necessarily, or, and then we have a couple of initiatives and programs that we do as well that are um, not necessarily like sports-based, but that one's really fun because it's a change of gears and um, it's a totally different, like I feel more or a lot more like an events coordinator for that because there's just so many different parts that go into it in terms of activation. And um, I think that was that's probably one of my favorites just because and yeah. there's always great food and um, the types of, um, and it's also like a community impacting event in terms of it's for a good cause, all the money goes to uh, local charities and stuff like that. So um, I think that one's probably on the community side, one of my favorites, just cause it's a change of pace. Yeah. Um, but then the game is always, too, it's like it's just every year I still have the same feeling like on game day when like the ball kicks off and you're like, wow, like it's here, all yeah. this work we did, you know, all the work. This year, it just all comes together like any like missing puzzle pieces that you, you know, something that maybe you didn't quite understand while you were doing it you know, throughout the year, like it'll, that light bulb will like go off in the middle of that game. And you're like, wow, all these puzzle pieces finally make sense. Like, this is why I did that like small task six months ago. (laughs) And like, it just all comes together. And I think that's, it's one of the most amazing feelings. And, you know, now that I've been here, this will be my seventh game this year. Um, you know, it's always, it amazes me because it's always the same feeling every time. So, um, you know, I also, think I really enjoy doing in-game promotions for that event just because it's um, you know large larger scale um, and I've worked with some you know larger companies like Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell um, you know for those events as well and I think that's been really awesome to work with those those larger you know well-known established corporations. Um, you get to, to eat Yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorites. You know, we would have these uh, little Chick-fil-A, like also the benefits in working in partnerships. Let me tell you, I get hooked up with a lot of things. (laughs) Any partnerships department has the juice. That's the
0: spot (laughs) to go to. All right, so I want to go back into um, talk about your sports background and synchronized skating, which I mentioned at the beginning. So cool and such um, so unique. I haven't, I don't think, talked to anybody who's been a part of synchronized skating. So tell me about how you got into that sport and you know what it's meant to you throughout your life.
1: No, absolutely. So I started figure skating when I was three years old. Um, my, I obviously don't remember this, I was too young, but my parents tell me that I used to have this little like toddler rocking chair and anytime it would be on, or figure skating would be on the TV, I just sit there and just look starstruck by it. And I'm like, I wanna do that. I would point to the TV and say, I wanna do that, I wanna do that. Um, and so I tell my parents that it was just meant to be because like shortly after around that like age, I had a, a rink open up like five minutes from my house So my parents took me um, the, like, I barely fit in the skates at that point because I was so little, but I absolutely loved it and couldn't stop talking about it. Just wanting to do it all the time. My parents signed me up for lessons, which I think sometimes they regret (laughs) because it was just (laughs) so much, you know, like it was, it's an expensive sport and it's a lot of time and effort and, and whatnot, but um, you know, it was, it's been such a big part of my life. And so I did competitive figure skating from the age of I started when I was three started competing probably when I was four or five um, and then all the way through high school um, and then that's and I just did singles at that point Um, but I you know with figure skating it's much like gymnastics or um, you know dance and whatnot where a lot of you know really competitive and Professional, successful figure skaters are very young. They're they're homeschooled and dedicate so many hours, um, six to eight hours, you know, a day in, in the sport. And um, for me, I you know was in school, so it wasn't quite as doable for me. I would still wake up in the morning and go practice for two hours before school, and then after school, literally take the bus go back to the rink. But Um, you know, I decided I I really was missing out on a lot. I felt like as a, like growing up because I was just so dedicated to the sport. And so I wanted to kind of, um, ease off it a little bit and then, um, wanted to have like a social life, (laughs) um, when I got to like middle school and high school and, um, synchronized skating was, it's been around for a while, but, um, it really started to like develop and expand probably I'd say around the the time that I was going into high school. But um, especially for me in North Carolina, that's like unheard of. So like, you know, in the Northeast and um, like Midwest and Chicago and whatnot, like that's, it's definitely more evolved skating wise, there's more opportunity. It's more common. Um, And so by the time it trickled down like our way and um, in terms of putting like our rink, put together a synchronized skating team, I think I started that when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and it opened up a whole new world for me because I had done this sport my whole life where I was, just, it was just like me, you know? And so being a part of team and um, all being a passionate about the same thing and like actually having people to like go through those experiences with and compete with, it was a lot of fun for me. So it kind of changed my mentality on it. And um, when I graduated or became like a senior, I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm done with this yet. Like, I would like to continue doing this. And, uh, Miami of Ohio actually has, you know, one of the best programs in the country. Um, and they are, they represent team USA, um, for synchronized skating. So I knew that like, that's what I wanted to do. And I'm not supposed to say this, but you're not supposed to choose the school based off of like athletics and, you know, they're right. But, um, Love I definitely did. Yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> um, but I fell in love with the school. You know, I, I decided when I graduated that I could have definitely went there even if skating wasn't an opportunity for me. Um, so that was a good thing. But, um, but yeah, so I uh, decided I wanted to do that and was a part of the synchronized skating team all four years there. And we got to compete on behalf of Team USA. Um, so I traveled uh, internationally for those four years. And yeah, it's a huge part of my life. And it's crazy because... I almost, people say after they're, you know, graduate college, and if they played sports in college and throughout high school, they're like, I don't know how to identify myself after, you
0: know, they're that, like, that's, that's, that's a great thing to talk yeah. about. That's a big issue, actually.
1: No, it is. And like,
0: you know, it's so funny, because
1: I was that way as well. But mm-hmm. I will tell you now it's so it's been when did I graduated 2014. Um, so like, what, six, six years, seven years now. Um, and I have not been on the ice in a couple of years. Like it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like I finally, you know, established myself and as I guess an adult, <laughs> you yeah. could say, and um, have a, like another life outside of that. And I do miss it a, a ton, but um, you know, it was, it definitely shaped who I am today, both, you know, on the the single skating side and then the team side as well. I'm glad I got both experiences and it's honestly, I can always attest that like, it's, I'd say almost 90 of like who I am today and just those experiences and um, the skills and discipline that I you know I guess accumulated over time from the sport so
0: yeah I think a lot of athletes carry that over I definitely have too I wasn't at such a high level like you but just bringing that, those things that you learn from being a part of an individual sport, like when you were first starting out, and then being a part of a team, you learn stuff from that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's really great. And then you get this feeling after college where you're like, what do I do now? This was my whole life. <laughs> but um, I think that's why a lot of people go into sports after because you still want to be a part of that culture yeah. and still be immersed in that um, you know, way of life. So Hey, I,
1: that's how I'm here. I was like, I missed this. I want to be a part of it somehow, but yeah. That competitive side
0: of things too. And, you know, being part of a team.
1: Yep. And then all the people in the sports industry, that's what another thing I love about it is they're all very like-minded. They all have that competitive drive they all, we're all passionate about sports. So like our day-to-day like conversations in the office, it's so funny around like football season time, everyone's coming in like, oh my God, so this game and this matchup, this could impact. Like, we're always talking about like, how are we going to, like, who's going to be in our game? Like just trying to predict it, you know, ahead of time. And, you know, obviously we're always wrong. It's never, it's always too early to tell, you know, we never know until they, you know, announce it like on selection Sunday. Um, but just conversations and then we have like a huge March madness, um, you know, tournament bracket tournament. It's just Uh like everything. It's just fun because everyone has that same passion for sports and that same competitive drive. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's another, you know, really cool thing about the sports industry. So.
0: Yeah, somebody recently asked me like why did you want to work in sports and what makes you like excited about that? And exactly everything you're saying. I think just all the like-minded people coming mm-hmm. together and just, you know, being a part of that culture for sure. So Yeah. Absolutely. Um so you're killing it in the in the industry right now and you know, you have you've explained everything that you've done, which has been all great things. What do you feel like your biggest accomplishment thus far has really been and just something that you've, you've checked off your list that you've wanted to accomplish, something you feel really good about, could be multiple things, Mm -hmm. um, but just where you've got today. And then with that, after you answer that, I'd love to know, you know, now what is your next goals that you have for the future and your, your dreams?
1: No, absolutely. So, you know, when you asked this question a year ago, I think my answer would have been completely different. (laughs) <laughs> um, but you're right, It is. there's a couple of different things I'm really, really excited about. And a year ago, my answer would have been different because of a couple of different things as well. Um, but one big accomplishment that I recently am like, wow, I can't believe I did this, is just get through COVID. Like that was mm-hmm. such a hard time, you know, with any industry on everyone, right? But I know that the sports industry obviously took a you know huge hit on the entertainment side. You know, it's such an entertainment sport where, we need people to like support it. You know what I mean? And not having those, that luxury is, is crazy. And, you know, I was very fortunate to still have a job, um, you know, after we didn't know if we were going to have a game in December. We honestly, until that ball kicked off on January 2nd, I was not sure, like it was going to happen. Like we could have um, like the day before or two hours before they could have said, nope, we're not going to have a game. And um, so that was really scary the whole year. And plus last year, I don't know if you know this, but. Um, the national championship game was held in Miami. And so we were part of the, what they call the host committee for the uh, college football playoff. Mm -hmm. Um, So last year I took on an additional role. In addition to all my Orange Bowl tasks, I was actually the uh, partnership fulfillment uh, coordinator for the host committee as well. Um, So getting through the host committee, Orange Bowl and COVID honestly has been one of my biggest accomplishments because I learned so much last year. It was very, very hard. super challenging. And I don't think I've ever felt More accomplished, like wow, I got through that. (laughs) So like after that, you know, proud
0: of yourself. That is, it it was because a lot of people had to deal with losing their jobs and you know that side of things. But then on top of that, people who've kept their jobs and working Mm -hmm. through COVID and making those adjustments—that's even more tough too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know that's why I say that my answer would have been totally different a year ago because I think my perspective on what an accomplishment is has changed as well. You know, just. Um, you know, that was, it was a super difficult year just in terms of the impacts that COVID had on um, the industry in general, but just in, on, you know, our organization as well. And in my role, it just made it things extremely difficult with having to like come up with ways to um, kind of still uh, achieve these uh, sponsored benefits and stuff that um, were supposed to take place in like a normal year, you know, and still trying to um, ensure that the, our clients felt like they were still getting that same monetary value with things that we were trying to kind of replace things with. And, um, you yeah, know, it was, it was tough. So that's definitely um, up there with one of my achievements. Um, another thing is obviously, you know, my recent promotion. And um, one thing I'm, I'm really proud of and um, like humbled about is the, the fact that my position has never been promoted before. Um, so this is, position that's never existed before um you know people um it's always been a coordinator role and so for me um you know i've worked my way up and i feel like that's a big accomplishment for me because i feel like i finally you know, I was talking about mastering challenges and, you know, my day-to-day roles. I feel like I finally mastered my role to a point where, um, I could expand upon it even further. And, um, so for me, that was a huge accomplishment as well. And, um, you know, honestly, it's, it was so great professionally in terms of my development, because, um, the amount of, I think, confidence that came with that as well, you know, that I, okay, maybe I am, you know, um, you know, made out for the cut out for this role and you know, I can really get through anything. And so my expectations for myself even, you know, skyrocketed after that. And cool. um, so I think that's another thing, but, um but yeah, no, I think those are probably my two largest accomplishments in like a broader like overall um throughout all my time here I think those
0: are really great accomplishments and it's great that you've noticed and you can um you know really look back and say I got through COVID and I did took on all Mm -hmm. these things during it because a lot of people you know have trouble realizing that they should be proud of themselves for getting through that time Mm -hmm. and um the things that they've accomplished during it I think a lot of people have a tough time trying to um yeah, be proud of themselves for you. yeah, no, absolutely. Right. absolutely, So, so what are you now like? What's your next goals that you have? You know, I feel
1: like these change every year. I'm like, you know, I feel like I experienced something different um, that makes me kind of change my mind or my perspective of what I want to do next. But um, this one actually, I think, has been pretty consistent for the last couple of years. Is I'd really kind of like to switch and do maybe to the agency side of things um, and I'd still love to work in sports and I w- eventually would love to be that partnership liaison between um, whether it's a you know professional athlete um, and a company um, that you know they work with as far as a, as a like sponsorship um, so I think that would be really cool um, to kind of take my next step um, and I think agency or experiencing some agency background would really um, help with that. So I think it's, like I said, it's been, this this, uh, goal of mine has been um, the longest consistent (laughs) um, around. And um, so I've been kind of working towards that for the last few years. And it's been great because I work with agencies like every day um, through our clients. Um, A lot of our clients use agencies to uh, fulfill all of those uh, benefits that they receive. So I've really gotten to see and I've had experience with working with agencies. So, um, you know, I've really liked, I think it, what their role is, is really, really cool, just based off of what I know on the other side. So I think that's my, my next goal um,
0: yeah. moving that's- forward. That's a great goal. I think you got this. And I think that goals are ever changing. You're right. So you never know what's going to happen. I think things just happen how they're supposed to. So that's my mentality on things, you know, it's uh, sometimes that's all
1: you can do is just think about those experiences. And if something doesn't work out is for a reason, you know, and, 100%. um, you know, just, especially after, like I said, all my experiences, I'm like, you know what, it'll all work out. You know, eventually I'll end up where I'm supposed to be at the, the right time. So
0: yeah, definitely. So, for those of you who haven't seen our Woman of the Week post, um, you pretty much gave you know some great advice there. So go check that out if you haven't. But just if you want to tell us right here, right now, your you know a final piece of advice for the younger generation wanting to work in partnerships fulfillment specifically, or just sports in general, maybe even women already in the industry. What's your what's your advice for them?
1: Yeah, no, you know I think it. This is just based off of my experiences and what I've learned is always be, you know, as I mentioned during that feature piece, um, open-minded to all the experiences and uh, learning that you can do. You can never know enough. Um, So just be open to continuing to build on that. And, you know, as I said earlier, it doesn't matter, you know, be open to who you learn from as well. You know, it doesn't have to be the CEO, your supervisor, could be somebody in another totally different segment of the industry, somebody that's not even in the sports industry, interns, et cetera. And I think that that, you know, definitely, that exposure definitely makes you such a a well-rounded, you know, individual opens your mind up to things that could positive or positively benefit you. And, um, You know, I think that that's one piece of advice. And then my other biggest piece is just don't, don't give up and don't get discouraged. I know that's hard. Um, The the sports industry is hard and you have to know that you want to do it because it's a grind. It's not, you know, butterflies and rainbows all the time. You know, it's definitely hard. There's hard days, there's challenges, um, you know, especially a female working in sports. Right. And um, I think that that's the other thing is just really, you know, set the tone for yourself um, and you know, anywhere you go, uh, because like I said, leaving your mark is so important on building those connections. And um, you know, I think that those are the, the biggest things and tools and resources that you can take advantage of uh, working in sports. So don't get discouraged, just keep pushing. And um, you know, like I said, you'll get to where you are supposed to be and, you know, it'll all work out. So just take everything positively in terms of feedback, criticism, Well, criticism and learn everything that you can, um, because that's going to, you know, from a resume standpoint, you know, make your resume stand out and from, you know, building those connections that also is going to kind of establish yourself in in the industry as well so take advantage of everything and um, just, you know, don't give up keep pushing and um, yeah.
0: So. You said everything perfectly. That was, yeah, perfect. I can't even comment on it because I think everything you said is great advice. and everybody take that advice, write it down <laughs> and no, learn absolutely. from it. Um, but thank you again, Ashley, thank absolutely. you absolutely. This is really great. I love to Thank you me. so much
1: for having me. This was so awesome.
0: Yeah, it was really great to hear your advice and all your stories. and um, thank you everybody for listening. So we'll see you next time on Women changing the game.